Uh, welcome to the Pro-Life Team Podcast. Uh, today, I was able to talk with Jacob. Um, my name is Rachel from SELA in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And we talked about some beautiful things of what pregnancy centers do and the support that we get from the many different circles. And um, it was just a wonderful thing to get to talk with you today. Rachel, I'm excited to have you on the Pro-Life Team podcast. Would you introduce yourself as if you were speaking to a room of uh, fellow pregnancy clinic executive directors and leaders? Yes. So I'm Rachel Fleming, director of SELA in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and I have been the director since December um, well, it was really October, but December was when it, when I really kicked off in 2021. So just coming out of a, a COVID uh, hibernation, <laughs> um, we've been able to add uh, medical services back into our center, and we've hired four new staff members. And so it's just been a, a wild ride the last couple of years. So, um, but God has been really good to us, and we've really grown, and we're seeing more clients than we ever have, and um, patients, and just a variety of people and doing sexual health education in the schools. So, um, but we offer services like other pregnancy centers do um, just with STI testing, pregnancy tests and ultrasounds and um, also coaching, healthy relationship coaching, um, parenting classes. Just we have a huge variety of classes that we offer to our clients in our community. So, Awesome. So tell me, um, can you think of a story that where you've seen God's fingerprints um, working in the lives of your clients or your team or the way that God has intervened in some way, maybe like answered prayer or timing or essentially where have you <laughs> seen God in your story and working in this space? So I will get to the answer on that, but you know, I think what has really been impactful to me as a, a director, a woman coming out of just momhood and um, loving that I got to stay at home and I really wasn't ready to relinquish that. Um, but God just made it very apparent that it was time to get back into the workforce um, when all of that came about. He just, God kept bringing people in front of me that was just for the next step when I didn't know what the next step was. And, um, you know, we had a goal of going medical again, um, because we were not seeing anybody medically, uh, with our nurse leaving. Um, she had some family duties that she had to attend to when COVID had hit and she was not coming back. So, um, but he just, he was so faithful in just giving us, we got a new medical director and a new clinic manager all in the same, like six month time period, we were able to get funding for a new ultrasound unit because the one we had was obsolete. We had a medical chair that we needed to replace. God just kept providing those things. And, um, you know, with the addition of our staff, just to make it possible for us to really function, um, you know, we had the budget to be able to do that. He was just so gracious. So um, once we were finally able to go medical, um, you know, I just think of our one girl specifically that we had come in for a pregnancy test and an ultrasound. And um, she ended up speaking at our gala last year, uh, but God has just really done a lot of work in her life of um, 
you know, there's a lot of relationship issues still that she's working through with um, the baby's father, but she, she continues to be in touch with me and just needing encouragement in the Lord. And, you know, you just keep telling them you, you can do this. You can be a wonderful mother. And, um, you know, she's just, she's come a long way in her maturity and her faith. And that's so amazing to be a part of, um, something like that. And there's many stories like that, but, um, what I really love about hers is that it's just so personal to me and, um, I don't usually get to interact with clients and patients myself. So, um, I've been grateful to, to see that and see her growth spiritually. Awesome. So, so tell me about some of the details of your story. So like, for example, the the new ultrasound machine or finding those two uh, medical staff members, uh, which of those stories would you like to expand on maybe to share, you know, how, it, how that went? <laughs> um, well, I have quite a few stories in my brain. <laughs> um, you know, I have one girl who came in, she we had gone into the school doing sexual health education and we've done that for years, but we had been in her classroom and, um, at the point she thought of us, she was in jail and suspected pregnancy. She got a positive test in jail and she, um, called us right away. And she said, I'm getting out tomorrow. I need to come see you guys. I, your name just popped into my head and, um, so she came in and yes, she was pregnant. We did an ultrasound and, um, you know, there's just always, it seems like there's so much baggage that our clients or patients will carry. And so she, she's working through a lot of that right now in her current pregnancy. But, um, you know, she's, she touches base with us occasionally and, um, it's, but it's just, it's not just her. It's like our STI, um, testing that we do. It's, um, they'll say, I remember you from school when you came to my school. And so it's just very important. I think we forget the importance of it's not just getting people into our doors so that we can hopefully encourage healthy relationships and actions. But um, it's it's really a lot more than that and interacting in the community. Hmm. So, so Rachel, tell me, um, what's your origin story or how did you get started in this journey to serving women in these situations? Like how, how did, you know, where did, where did it begin for you? So it's not like I've always been extremely passionate about life. Um, I never had really thought of the importance of being active in that realm, in that part of the world. And um, since being director I really grown, grown to be like, I was asleep. Like it, it really is so important to, like, I always valued life, but it wasn't like I had this big desire to be a director. I was going to be a volunteer at a pregnancy center, just like my mom had done um, when I was a girl. And so it's, um, you know, after seeing what I've seen, it is so important to whatever your skill set is to contribute back um, and pregnancy centers are a wonderful way of doing that and just using your, your gift settings to be able to help. So there's a lot of different areas pregnancy centers need help. And, um, you know, just looking at my background, God was just so, <laughs> so good to me and just the skill sets that I developed 
um, and the, the muscles that I was able to use have all literally contributed very heavily to what I'm doing now. So he, he equips us, right? And it, it's nothing that I feel even capable to do, but he just, he helps you do whatever he has called us to do. So. So, so for directors who are in a similar role as you, you know, uh, you know, Princeton Clinic executive directors, what would you like to say that would be an encouragement to them? Like, how would you encourage um, other directors who are in a similar position, you know, running a clinic, um, trying to motivate their volunteers and team to, to serve in, you know, in, in their community? Um, how would you encourage people in the same position as you? <laughs> well, um, there's, there's a lot on our plates as directors and a lot of expectations, but I think a lot of times we, we personally set those expectations and it's very ambitious, which can create burnout. So it's important to just remember, it's always going to be there tomorrow. And even if you were to finish it today by pushing so hard and just wearing yourself out, there's always going to be something else tomorrow. So <laughs> it's important to just slow it down and celebrate those good times. And um, like coming out of post gala, um, we just came out of our gala season in our, this last month. And it's so hard to slow down because you have all of the post gala to go through. And then you're on to the end of year. I mean, it's just like there's always a cycle of um, more to do. So just being careful to take care of yourself and um, pacing it is very important. So tell me how the name Sela really connects with that, that encouragement. So like when it comes to what Sela means and, you know, having the space to celebrate and, and know when something has been completed and is good and then, you know, and really um, embracing the idea of not working at capacity all the time like what is yeah if you could expand on that that thought some more sure so sila or sela you can say it either way um means to pause and reflect and it's a hebrew word so it it was one that was designated years ago before i came on and you know we had thought of rebranding it but the more we thought on it it was just kind of like it's a beautiful word and it really carries a lot of meaning and it's modern enough that it's not too religious sounding. Um, but it really is important to pause and to reflect and um, not rush through any decisions that we have to make um, or any future things that might be coming up. We don't need to rush to it. We just need to be in the moment and, and process and reflect and, and move on. It's very important. Awesome. So, so tell me, um, when you think about the work that you're doing of helping clients um, and how clients are in hard situations or just really for the work that you're doing, I suppose, what Bible passage comes to mind that you find encouragement or that you draw, you draw from? Like what, what passage in the Bible do you, do you um, revisit regularly, maybe? Um, whether it's the passage or a story, yeah, what, what comes to mind as being like a really good source of encouragement and, um, yeah, essentially to draw your, your passion from? 
Well, um, when I was a girl, Second Timothy 4, 5 has always been a favorite of mine. And so I go back to it very often. I just want to make sure I find the right. Yeah, take your time. No worries. Yeah, so Second Timothy 4, 5 says, but you should keep clear a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. And I just feel like through every season and stage of life that I've gone through, I mean, it's so applicable, <laughs> especially in this line of work, because it can be so exhausting. Um you're basically, it's like being a mom, you know, you're just always fixing things and it's one random thing to the next random thing. And, um, and really just trying to encourage your staff and, and your board members and just, we're doing this work together. We're, we're doing this for the Lord and, um, for his ministry and just trying to love people who are not really always wanting to be loved. You know, they just want their triage moment to be taken care of. And, um, we really try to get to the heart of really what they're going through. Um, so it it's encouraging to me that verse. I go back and I read it a lot um, just because it is very important to stay focused at the goal of, you know, why we're doing what we do. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's good to share verses that you can draw strength from in this work. I think that's really, and that's a really good verse for that. Um, awesome. So what is something that is maybe not commonly known that you that you have learned while as being a director that you would like to share? Maybe something that's you know not done you know, maybe not done at most clinics from what your understanding is, but that you've learned that's really helpful and that you could share with those who are listening that they might be able to um, learn from. Uh, as far as processes or procedures that we've done in the office. It could be anything. It could be, um, yeah, a process. It could be um, just something that you've learned, or you know, maybe a. Yeah, it could be anything you want. Yeah, the idea is that something that maybe those who are listening would benefit from hearing and learning from your experience in some way. Sure. Um, you know, retention is always very important, and so when you have a someone who wants to volunteer. They're not necessarily the one to see clients or the one to do administration work. It it might be that they want to. Um, they're really good at writing notes. So you know, you're just making sure that you you put someone where they have a strong skill set, and um, that really helps empower them and to be fulfilled um, in what they are doing. Um, one of my past jobs before kids was working at a church actually, and I did. Um, get to do that. We would have people come into the church to volunteer. And um, so that was one of those things I brought with me to the center um, to make sure that we were able to equip them with what they needed to do. But a lot of times it's a very natural thing for, for people to be able to do something that they're already pretty good at um, just by what God has allowed them to be good at. So we just try to- awesome. I mean, I, I guess I kind of just go with the flow. I'm not like a planner necessarily. It's, I mean, that's, the Lord knows that. And that's why he just puts people in front of you when you need them to um, be there. So um, I think 
just relying on him and just remembering how many times he has done that in my life. I mean, it's, it takes the stress off a lot. So. Yeah, I can uh, relate to that. I, I, sometimes I feel like a sheep and I, I don't know exactly the entire plan of where we're going, but I just have to follow the shepherd, you know, around the next, you know, rock or tree or bin and, and just keep, you know, going bit by bit more so than really knowing, you know, knowing the full map or journey that we're, yeah, I'm just going the next 20 feet <laughs> and just following uh, without understanding really, yeah, much more than that. So I can completely relate to, yeah, being flexible and just flowing with how things go. That's, and I think it's good. I think that's how God, yeah, a lot of times that's, it, that's, that's a, I think that's a good posture to have. Um, I have so as a, yeah, go ahead. Can I share one more thing that I sure just, I love about our center and just the uniqueness? Um, it really is amazing also to have a, a healthy board. And we've had a lot of board transition, but I walked into a really great board and we lost a few. Um, they rolled off of their terms. And um, after going to conferences and talking with other pregnancy center directors, having a solid board really makes a, a center successful in a lot of ways, or at least gives it better support to be successful. And um, we've been able to replace our positions and grow our board. And, um, you know, these people are just amazing. They're bringing their skill sets um, to be able to help. And it's been so encouraging to me. And I just feel like it makes, we're very unique in my mind, because I just hear of so many centers having issues with board members. And um, I'm just so grateful to have such a supportive board. So Awesome. Yeah. And it's good to hear stories of people, you know, uh, being thankful for good situations and not always to hear hear the complaints that seem to show up more often. And so it's really good to balance that out with, yeah, thank, Thanksgiving and, um, yeah, and honoring the team that's there. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so as the executive director, what's been your favorite fundraising idea that you have enjoyed the most out of all the fundraising work that's been done so far? Sure. So we do two different fundraisers. We do the classic baby bottle campaigns, and that's uh, Mother's Day to Father's Day. But we also do our huge gala um, that's very successful, thankfully. Um, each year, we're just blessed to bring in a good amount of money that allows us to function. And like this last year, we it was a record year for us. Um, so we're definitely celebrating that. And um, so those are our two main ones, but we're looking to add maybe one more. We just we live in such a small community up here. We're rural, like small mountain resort town, and so it's very limited um, with our resources and our outreach as far as bringing money in. And um, but I do think it's important, like finding other circles of people that, um, like we have an amazing moms group in Steamboat. And so we've been able to tap into that because not everybody goes to church, but, you know, a lot of people want to support um, life and babies and families. And, and, and so we've been able to uh, just continue doing more outreach type stuff. I would say that's been a goal of this last year is of bringing in younger 
uh, donors um, and having them just understand the importance of the work that we do. So that's been really fun to try and find creative ways of you know going to speak to these groups and um, networking because a lot of these younger generations, they don't go to church every Sunday. So if I go and speak on a Sunday at a church, it's not like they're going to hear me because they're not there, most likely. So it's, it is good to get out in the community um, in creative ways, not just when there's some kind of a, a business fair, you know, I think it's important to do it on a more intimate level. So you can really talk about what you do. Awesome. That makes sense. Um, when it comes to like your team's uh, prayer life or spiritual warfare, you know, how, how does your team, you know, how often does your team pray uh, uh, together and, and how do you engage with the spiritual warfare that, you know, when it comes to, you know, providing alternatives to abortion and trying to reach people in these hard spaces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, we certainly try to pray together um, every day, but that doesn't always happen especially if we have a client coming in or a patient that we just, we know that there's a lot. Um, Cause when we talk with them on the phone, we try to get some background and in, or background information. And so we, um, anytime we do an ultrasound, you know, we'll gather in the, in our office room to pray while our ultrasonographer is doing the sonogram. So I, I feel like you kind of just live a life of prayer. <laughs> like you're always trying to just, through anything you do, um, but especially with the work that we do, I do think our staff gets attacked spiritually. Um, you know, I have a staff member going through some really intense things right now, um, and it's it's something that God has been equipping her through working at her office to deal with with what she's going through now, and um, I've seen so much growth in her and. So our team has really come together to pray with her, um, to encourage her and lift her up and try to support in any ways that we can think of. And so we're just really proud of her um, for having strength. And it's a very small town, small valley. And so, um, you know, things just seem to be magnified. It's not like you can run away from it at all here because everyone's one person removed from knowing someone. So it's just, it's very difficult when you go through, I mean, really anywhere, but here it just seems to be amplified. So, so, so as working in a, as a smaller community where there's, you know, a sm- you know, a, the population is, well, everyone knows everybody or only one person away. Um, what, what, what would you say is a positive and a negative when it comes to being in a smaller community, when it, when it comes to trying to reach clients or when it comes to trying to draw in vo- volunteers or working with your board, what's, what's a positive and a negative to that experience? Um, retention is hard. <laughs> it just feels like, um, you know, you really want to, the longevity, the health of our center, it's, it's only going to exist if we have good people there um, in all the positions. And so I do feel like we're, we are in a really good spot right now, but it is a pretty transient community too. So, I mean, you get people in and, and they move away or, um, 
get involved with other wonderful organizations. It's it's definitely, I think center work can be seasonal for a lot of people, you know, if, if it's just the right season for them. But, you know, my hope is that people giving their time with, or money or prayer, just that they are going to feel empowered by having some involvement um, and really reward the, from the Lord. I mean, he, he will bless them. Um, in various ways. So I try my best to encourage people in that. And um, I'm really grateful for the team of people in all the areas that we have them. We've been really blessed. Hmm. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all these really good stories. Would you, um, would you share, would you, you know, say a prayer here at the end of this podcast and with the expectation that those who are listening will cry out to God with you. Um, and yeah, so essentially would you yeah, close us in a prayer? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you are all-knowing and all-powerful and um, that you know everything that's happened, that's going to happen. Lord, just um, let us continue to put our faith and our trust in you, that you will take us through any situation that comes up, whether good or bad, and that we give you the glory for any outcomes that we get from that. And Lord, I just pray for um, all the pregnancy centers and <laughs> what they're dealing with and what we are dealing with, that you just give us all the wisdom to work through those situations and struggles. Um, Lord, just as we have our patients and our clients in our doors, however they're brought to us, I just pray that they feel love and comfort and support, and that we are able to help them find freedom mentally, physically, and spiritually. And um, I just thank you for the many teams of people that um, support a pregnancy center. Just um, in podcasts, it's just an amazing thing um, how you provide and and bring people. Uh, to us just to help us speak about the good work that pregnancy centers do and the importance of why we are needed. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bye.
Sponsors include Heritage House, Patriot Insurance, and iRapture.com. The Pro-Life Team Podcast is a ministry of iRapture.com. If you would like to explore making a donation or becoming a sponsor or have a recommendation for who would be a good guest on the podcast, please contact us at hello at prolife.team.